0: Hi everyone, this is Yemi, this is podcast 2 on Walking Out of Widowhood. So the question is where to start when the tears dry up and when all the crowd of visitors have dropped off, where do you start? After a year of loss, the following will be applicable. I'm going to talk about three foundational truths that will propel you to move you closer to recover from the nightmare of losing a spouse. You will gradually lose that nagging A campaign, that accompanies losing your better half. This will start you off on the green light of recovery and to a new future. So A, having a fearless faith. This just basically means you have to find it in yourself, to find courage and confidence, to say to self that you shall not be defeated by this, a belief in yourself that you cannot afford to fail. You must day by day consciously seek to find this strength from within you. Not on your own. You have to reach out to good people you have around you to support you. Perhaps recounting what the cost of failure could be to a confidant who will make you accountable plus successful in making that confession daily. Your confidence and courage grows each time you succeed at coming out of what you class as safe. That is coming out of your comfort zone. So for example, you decide to honestly approach a friend for the first time asking for assistance with your finances, say budget and expenditure. Perhaps you've never done this before because you're perhaps always able to do it and you were self-sufficient. But because you're vulnerable at this time, it might just be a basic support you need. Doing this makes the next time much easier. I'm just giving you the simplest of a scenario example. Every new step you take to get positive change builds your confidence and courage. Secondly, you must have a strategic map plan for your desired future. You write it down and start with small blocks. Your children can write it for you and you just tell them what your plan is. Or you could just type it on your laptop or on your tablet or on your phone. And you refer to it regularly. So perhaps the questions that might come to mind would be, what do you want your future to look like now that your spouse has left? Do you need to improve your financial income? Do you stay in the same area? How do you manage your health? That is your mind, body and soul to make sure you're strong enough for those you are taking care of and also for yourself and to capture your future strongly. And do you want a new relationship? Perhaps a new soulmate in the nearest future or further on along the line? It's very important to to have a map plan because it takes your focus off all the worries and thoughts that can happen. Especially when it comes up to the three months, six months, one year. Because after one year, you're thinking, you could think, wow, it's actually real now. So it starts to dawn that you're actually without your spouse. So it would help you to have him. A map plan of where you want to go for the future and the third one is time and skills managing your thoughts managing rest managing your self-care daily activities and focusing on relevant yet positive to do's so time and skills within that context means the most important thing during loss or recovering from it is how we manage our mindset there's a natural anxiety to worry of the fact that you're on your own. And how, how do I go forward? There's the emotional, there's the economic, and there's the social as well. But the main one generally could be your emotions and the economic, which could be money or how you're going to run your home without your spouse. So the first thing you have to do is the, each day you have to manage your time. What are you doing in the vacuum? So the level of your vulnerability during your loss makes simple and practical steps manageable. So, from my ebook "Walking Out of Widowed, I refer to the innate desire to overcome. So, you say, what does that mean? Within less than thirty days or less less of adversity, you must try to decide in your mind that, in spite of what you're seeing, this unsurmountable life crisis, I will overcome. It's easier said than done, but it all starts within you, and we're all able to do to think that. If a decision isn't made consciously or unconsciously to surmount this devastating event, it can create a mindset that is equally open to defeat. What does that mean? That basically means if you don't actually confess it in your heart and perhaps on your tongue to say, in spite of what you're saying, we it's it's can be so overwhelming. It's like when you are in the sea and you just can't swim. It just can just easily overwhelm you. So you have to counteract your thoughts of fear with positive thoughts and confessions. So I refer to it's a desire is a hope being met. So you desire to overcome. And when the when it when you do overcome at the end somewhere along the line, which would take the form of not forgetting who you've lost, But the fact you're still surviving and you've been able to raise your children, perhaps you might start considering a new career, a new job, there's new income coming in. So that is an hope fulfilled because in spite of the loss, your desire to overcome has manifested. It won't include your spouse, but you could look back and say your spouse will also be very proud of what you've achieved to date. You need to desire change despite the cited circumstances. And you need to forgive yourself gradually, getting rid of the guilt of loss and of feelings of anger, resentment and disappointment of your spouse leaving. The emotions, the mixed emotions, as you know, perhaps are feeling now, tend to come as waves. They change, they they interchange all the time. And you do this by speaking this out to yourself, family, counsel, counsellor, coach. ...by converting your negative speech to positive. This must be a daily confession. Until these feelings become a faint memory. Some people go and get help from the doctor... ...in terms of sleep. But I prefer to use all the the most natural things possible... ...for me to relax, which was... ...always switching off my phone at a certain time... ...so I don't have unnecessary conversations about my loss... ...that would then affect me when I go to bed... Perhaps run the bath earlier in the evening and just write a journal before you go to bed of how your day went, the positives. And those are things that will tend to help your mind settle at night. And then perhaps have a herbal tea. you know, Or sometimes listen to some relaxing music or read the Psalms in the Bible before you sleep. My go-to scripture is and always is, is hope deferred. Makes the heart sick, but a desire achieves the tree of life. Proverbs twelve thirteen. You need to desire change despite the cited circumstances, and you do this by speaking this out daily. You find my group for more. You can find my group on Facebook, which is Widow Recovery Secrets. And my I always believe and still do that there is hope after loss. No matter how dire your situation is now, you look back a year later and see how resilient the human spirit can be in spite of the worst adversity we face. Thank you and stay safe. Watch out for my third podcast. I'm hoping to produce them every Wednesday. Thank you and have a good day and stay safe. Bye-bye.